With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Blue Wire. I might, I might have already screwed this up. <laughs> Welcome to Unsayable Japan podcast number one for Utah Jazz trade and draft. <laughs> um, I'm checking, checking. Recording. Recording. Okay. All right. Now we should be good. Hello, hello, and welcome to Unsalvageable, Utah Jazz Podcast, part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network with me, Sarah Todd, jazz beat reporter for the Deseret News, and as always, my co-host, Greg Foster. Greg, we're coming out today because last night was draft night, and the Jazz made another move today, and we just need to talk about it. Let's kick things off with the move that the Jazz front office made by trading the 30th pick down to 40. They didn't have to give up anything to do this. And they ended up with the 40th pick and two future seconds to use later on. And they got the guy that they wanted by doing that. Yeah, it was, I think it was a great move. Like you got more assets and you still got the guy you wanted. You know, we said in our, in our eulogy and during our grades and, and for the last few podcasts of like, there are certain things that the jazz need to do. One of them was don't screw up the draft and get a guy who's good. And they did exactly that. And they, I mean, we saw last year in the playoffs, especially the jazz needed a backup point guard and they have a guy now that they can go in and he's likely to, to play minutes this upcoming season, like he's a guy who's going to be able to play right away. You know, it's, it's important to think of this long-term also, because obviously the jazz are going to go out and try to resign Mike Conley. I think that they're going to get that done. All indications point mm-hmm. to it happening. There's that deal that was being floated around, at least the rumor that's on Twitter, take that for what it is or for what it's worth three years, 75 million, which like sounds like the, the, going rate for an all-star point guard. Yeah. I mean, market value for Mike Conley was projected to be anywhere from 18 to $26 million a year. I thought maybe the jazz might be able to get it at about 20. Looks like it's rumored to be around 22 a year. And like, listen, it's expensive, but it makes sense for the kind of player that you're getting back. That being said, having backup ball handling duties go to Joe Ingles. We have discussed that many times now, and it just didn't work out. It's not going to work out in the future. You need something that's going to be a longer-term plan. And we don't know how many years Mike Conley is going to have on the upcoming contract. You need a long-term plan there, too. And so Mm -hmm. getting a guy like Jared Butler, who in two or three years could really be a great value for a backup point guard. who He can shoot the lights out. Yeah, and he can play really well off ball too. And so yes. when, you, when you've got a team that's got a guy like Donovan Mitchell and a guy like Jordan Clarkson, and you can bounce on and off ball for who's actually playmaking, that's an incredibly valuable player to get, especially at 40. I think getting him at 40 is what is surprising to a lot of people. 
He was a he was a lottery talent. He's that good of a player. Yeah, we're talking about the most outstanding player from the championship team, the Baylor Bears. Yeah, and I know, I mean, the reason he fell is because he has a reported or had a reported heart condition. But I do know that the NBA is incredibly conservative when it comes to vetting all of their players. And he apparently passed all protocols and all tests and is good to go. I know a lot of that, that scared a lot of teams, but scared money don't make no money. Yeah. Apparently there, it's also been reported that the NBA medical also flagged a knee issue. Uh, I can't imagine that if they did, that that wasn't well vetted by the jazz and the NBA to a point where the NBA cleared him for full play. They wouldn't have done that if it was something that was going to be debilitating or something to worry about right away. And I mean, we're talking about some of the best sports science in the world is in the NBA right now. And so you've got guys who are knowledgeable and they can work on conditioning and strengthening so that they can try to prevent some of those issues. I don't know a ton about, I mean, I really don't know anything about what the knee issue that was flagged, but to the heart condition issue, that was something that Jared and everyone around him has known about since before he even started playing at Baylor. He was cleared every year to play at Baylor. He was cleared again by the NBA for full play. And so, I mean, if you're not trusting all of the amount of physicians and doctors that have cleared him for the last three years and will continue to do so, then I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just his word and his word and her word and his word Yeah, and their word. And, you know, the list goes on and on and on. He's passed every test he's been asked to pass. Yeah. And um, I think uh, what I wrote about today, which I think interests me a little bit more than the on the court stuff, because for so many of these draft prospects and even the really good ones like Jared Butler, who you see it on the court, he's dynamic in shooting. He has incredible range. I mean, he's shooting NBA threes plus in college games and he's dynamic on the defensive end. He's a very good on ball defender as well as the team defender. All of that stuff is all great and well. None of us know how it's going to work out two, three years down the road. That's when you can really tell whether or not a draft prospect is actually good. What interests me the most is like the off court stuff, like what people are saying about his personality and his work ethic and what he's like around his team and his coaches. And Jared Butler is highly regarded when it comes to all that stuff. I mean, the guy is a 20 year old, you know, college star who spent his Sundays teaching Sunday school in Texas and he graduated college in three years. He graduated this last May. And he, I mean, he's constantly talked about as a good teammate, as very coachable. Those are things that are really, really important. Because once you get to the NBA, you're thrown into a whole nother world. And so if you're not willing to kind of put in the work, if you're not coachable, if you're not willing to listen, if you're not willing to ask questions, it's hard to make your way in the pros. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really... I mean, first of all, let me say that I love the pick. Yeah. He fills a void that the Jazz desperately needed. He's got championship experience. He can shoot the lights out. He can run an offense. He's undersized, but even so, he's a really good defender. And seems like the like one of the big things that the Jazz have had a lot of problems with are quick guards who can get into the paint at will, e.g. Jamal Murray. 
e.g. Ja Morant. This is a guy, Jared Butler, that you can put on the floor. Again, those aren't guys that you're just going to completely lock down, but you can make things harder for them. Yeah, and he's really good at ball pressure too. Yeah, not only that, but like we've also said that because of Donovan's offensive load that he carries and how essential he is to the Jazz's offense, he tends to not put forth that same effort on defense. And it seems like Butler is the kind of guy who could pick up some of that slack, which is is necessary if you're going to continue to ask Donovan to, to shoulder that load. Yeah. All around, I think I think that it was incredible value. I think that such a good pick. I think that everyone is uh, really surprised at how far he actually fell, which I don't know, maybe down the road, we realized that some of those medical concerns were worth that far of a drop in the draft. But I mean, there's been a lot of times where medical concerns have been flagged before the draft. And then those players have ended up being really good. We can look no further than Denver with Michael Porter and Mm -hmm. how, I mean, he's an NBA starter. He could be an all-star at some point in he's his a, career. Yeah, he's a borderline all-star. He right. scores like an all-star. And, I mean, in a bygone era, he probably is an all-star. We're just in 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 a league that has never had more talent. Right. Top to bottom at every single position. That's why Michael Porter isn't an all-star. But, yeah, he's really, really good. And the, con- and the medical concerns about him coming out of college were far greater. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he had, the dude had back surgery, yeah. back surgeries, and there were all sorts of red flags. And I have my reservations about him personally. Yeah. <laughs> However, that was a very good pick by Denver and it has paid some good dividends for them. If you're willing, but- I mean, if you're willing to take a flyer on a guy that maybe has been flagged for stuff like that. And you're able to get, I mean, the fact that they got him in the second round, that there's not guaranteed money wrapped up in that. And they can look at how he develops over the next couple of years. Uh, it just, it just seems like great value. And then mm-hmm. the next move that the jazz made was to this morning. They traded Derek favors. I will <laughs> remember you. <laughs> yeah. Fave is gone. Yeah, you knew, I know there were rumors of things going on last night during the draft, but you knew it was official as soon as you checked Fave's Instagram and he had scrubbed all of the Utah Jazz stuff off of his page. Yeah, the same with his Twitter. Mm-hmm. It was it was inevitable. It sucks. Derek Favors really might be my favorite Jazz player of all time, but sometimes you got to take old Yeller out back. And that's, that's where the Jazz were with Favors. Yeah, so the, the trade was Fave and a future first-round pick to the Thunder in exchange for cash considerations and a future second-rounder, which has turned out to be a 2027 second-round pick, which, the, which the, the Thunder, in their own press release, called that 2027 second-rounder the least favorable of the second-round picks that they had. Which is like a weird flex. Insult to injury, man. So, I mean, and like, I just think that's a weird thing to say in a press release. Cause it's like, 
less favorable now in 2021? Like, what? I don't know. I don't know how you're calculating that. I mean, I guess by looking at like what team that it came from or, mm-hmm. you know, what they expect to be in 2027, whatever. At it's a second it, round pick. Who cares? Yeah. Not, not just that, but like, you're kind of in a roundabout way, like talking shit about a guy you just acquired. Yeah. <laughs> That's not exactly a great motivation tactic. Yeah. It's, it, it's a very, it's a weird thing to say. And I've, I've had jazz fans already like in my mentions that were like, Oh, great. Like, this is what they got back. It's like, it's a second rounder. Yeah. Not guess, just that, guess what the like, second round just got you. It's Jared Butler. Yeah. Not just that, but like, let's call it what it is. Derek favors was a liability last year. Yeah. And when you're trying to offload a liability, you're going to have to attach an asset. That's just how the world works. It sucks. I wanted nothing more than for the Derek favor reunion tour to be filled with success. That's not what happened. And the jazz had to bite the bullet, but the optimism is you crossed off another thing, another to-do on your to-do list. You needed to offload that contract. You can use that money for somebody who's better. And the fact of the matter is there are all sorts of centers. Robin Lopez comes to mind. Zach Collins comes to mind. Rashawn Holmes comes to mind, who will likely be available for the minimum or pretty close to it. Yeah. And again, I've had a lot of jazz fans that are like, this is just a money grab. And I'm like, yeah, but a money grab that comes with perks. Yeah. And what of it? Like that's sorry, but you got to play the game. And the the fact of the matter is you like the NBA has a salary cap and you need to do some manipulation so that like your team can function under those rules. Right. And if it's like, if you're trying to save money by getting rid of a guy who didn't make the team better then like save some money i don't i I mean i understand that there are like feelings and loyalties and that Derek favors is a beloved player in this market but he like you said he was a liability in the playoffs and honestly it's a handful of times that he really showed out during the regular season yes he was an upgrade over tony bradley but as we have said Mm -hmm. on this podcast uh, let's not start at the floor. An upgrade is over- not a flex. Yeah, an upgrade over Tony Bradley is not good enough. Okay. No. And yeah, then- that's like that's like going from an Arctic Circle hamburger to a Burger King hamburger. Right. They still both suck. Let's say that the Jazz kept Derek Favors, but then they still they still you know offloaded a couple of the other guys on their roster to bring in maybe a versatile. Uh, small ball five or stretch five and they get a couple of wing defenders then you've just got Derek favors just hanging out on the bench doing nothing and collecting all of that money so yeah earning the full mid-level exception why not save the money and also open up the roster spot we we said that that was a necessary move for the jazz we've said it on multiple podcasts now the jazz did it I think that I, I I kind of pushed back a little bit a couple of episodes and go and said that you know I'm not going to praise the jazz for doing the most basic things that they need to do in the offseason and this was one of them that being said it does take a little bit of grit and like hey we just need to do what's best for the team and we don't care like what it looks like or how it sounds to be able to take a guy like Derek Favors and you know like you said push him into basketball purgatory in Oklahoma City for the betterment of the team 
He is an incredibly beloved players. They know that that's going to piss some jazz fans off, but it's a necessary move. Favors. Yeah. He really is. If he's not my favorite jazz man of all time, he's top three. Love the guy to death. You can go back and read all of the glowing articles I wrote about him throughout his first jazz tenure. That doesn't mean that he's good now. No, he's not. And was a detriment to the team, was unplayable in the playoffs, and was a big reason why the Jazz lost to the Clippers. I'll be the first to say it. I said it when it happened. He had a couple of games Mm -hmm. in the playoffs where he was just magnificent. And that was it. Almost all season. Right. I mean, it was was by far the best that I've seen him play this last year entire year that, yeah. that and it was two games and two games is not enough to it's not enough to offset the skills that he doesn't have and it's not enough to make up for the fact that the jazz need to get more versatile and it's not enough to make up for the fact the size of the contract that he had yeah you know in hindsight there was a reason the pelicans didn't bring him back and there was a reason they didn't put up any sort of fight when the jazz poached him yep and it's because Derek favors was cooked and if you go back and you watch the pelicans in the bubble you can see that and it only got worse like those problems only metastasized with the utah jazz yeah and there was you know there was those couple of moments in the playoffs where it's like okay if this if you get regular season fave that doesn't look like he can do anything but this is the fave you get in the playoffs then fine fine absolutely fine but it was just two games yeah. And that wasn't the fave you got in the playoffs. You got two kind of shining moments from him and that was it. And the Jazz, it's just, it's not a smart use of that roster spot. They need to get more versatile. And those are the things that we're looking forward to in the days to come. The Jazz have more moves to make. Obviously, I think that the first shoe to drop is going to be the re-signing of Conley. Free agency opens up. What is that? Monday, August 2nd? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. My brain's cooked. So it's It's soon. Yeah. That's all that really matters. August 2nd, negotiations can start. Signings can be made official on August 6th, which is going to be the final day of Jazz Summer League. Mm -hmm. And then I'll be going from there and heading to Vegas soon after. So it's going to be a lot. Bring your sunscreen. Oh my God. So much sunscreen. It's supposed to be like 110 degrees while I'm in Vegas. sucks. I'm going to be sitting here in 98 degree weather. I'm going to be in the Thomas and Mac center 80% of the time. I'm going to be in the pool 10% of the time. And then I'm going to be in my air conditioned hotel room. The other 10% of the time, I refuse to be outside for any reason other than that. There is no reason to be outside. I'm not going to walk from bar to bar, hotel, hotel. No, I'm not going to be hitting the strip when I have to walk outside at midnight and it's still 102 degrees. No Thank you. There is one reason and one reason only to be outside in Vegas in August. And that is if you're burying a body. Amen. I think that's where we close the show. (laughs) 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 Thank you all for listening. We are obviously going to be coming back to you weekly as we do. And we'll be bringing you stuff from Summer League and as free agency moves happen. So just stay tuned and watch the unsalvageable feed. Do all of the things, follow, rate, review, subscribe, download. We love those five-star reviews. One-star reviews we don't really like as much. 
send us an email at unsalvagablepod at gmail.com. Follow Greg at Dad Champ Dad. Follow me at NBA Sarah. And we will talk to you next time. Hold on one minute. Oh my God, Victor. <laughs> I have thing to say because I have the sets. Oh, Victor, I'm so sorry. Derek Favors. Yeah. Number one jazz player. <laughs> maybe of all time. Yeah, maybe. No half history of Jan Stockton and Carl Malone. Right. Good hustle player. Get the rebound, make the dunk, block the shot. Yeah, great. I miss him very, very much. And I wish him number one luck in Oklahoma City. I hope he flourish and he rejuvenate career that was poopy in <laughs> Salt Lake City. <laughs> I oh. will never, ever buy Oklahoma City jersey. No. You're a terrible, jazz fan. terrible franchise. Hate very much. Not number one team in Northwest <laughs> Division. No. <laughs> However, I make exception in the cheer for Derek Favors, number one. Yeah, we 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 wish good things for Derek Favors, Victor. I pour out vodka for for Mister Favors. Ah, oh, what a he what has a special beautiful tribute. family. I wish I had family. I'm very very alone here in Russia. <laughs> We've got to get Victor over. Victor, maybe we can get you over for some summer league games. I love Las Vegas. Yeah, <laughs> you love Las Vegas. Victor has I made reason. woman we get married by Elvis. Yes. Oh, Victor, there's so much in your future that I'm happy about. Let's I get have, you to Vegas. I have excite now. <laughs> All right. Bye, Victor. Goodbye. <laughs>